So on our third day together, we'll be offering instruction today on the third foundation or establishment of mindfulness from the Satipatthana Sutta, which is described as mindfulness as mindfulness of mind states or states of mind. And mind in this case uh, is more inclusive than we often think of it in our own sort of culture and language, sometimes described or translated as the heart mind. So we know this in our experience largely through the arising, the experience of thoughts and feelings, which again in a broader context is understood as mental states. And I often think it's a reflection of some wisdom that the third foundation comes third, that we don't start here. Because of course, over the last several days, <laughs> and over the trajectory of your lives, there have been plenty of thoughts and feelings happening. But the practice, the establishment of mindfulness of mind states is really learning in a way how to thread the needle, how to be aware of our thoughts, our feelings, our mental states, our states of mind, without our habitual ways of engaging, which tend to be either being lost in thought. We all know what that's like. You know, we get swept into a story, a memory, a fantasy. And the same can be true with our uh, emotional life, that our, our feelings are not necessarily something we're aware of, but almost that we can be taken over by, sometimes even overwhelmed by our emotions. And so one way to understand this is that the third foundation or establishment is really built on the first two. And that as we experiment and play and learn to work with our states of mind in a skillful way, in a mindful way, that we can lean into a little bit, we can use the first two foundations to support us. So really, I think the question is, can we be aware of thought? Sometimes thought arises as words or sentences, sometimes as images. Can we be aware of emotion? Sadness, anger, 
joy, peace. Can be aware, be aware of these experiences without getting stuck to them, without grabbing on and getting swept into the story, the content, but without resisting, rejecting, judging, or trying to push anything away. And even as I say it, <laughs> I can feel just how, in a way, it's easy to say and hard to do. And that's why we call it practice. So I want to offer a few suggestions about how to work with this, and then we'll do a little guided instruction, and then have some time for your uh, questions, reflections. So one of the things that some people find helpful, I've found helpful myself, is to uh, note, to use the function of the mind in service of mindfulness rather than <laughs> kind of the hijacking that the mind can do, sweep us away. Really, I mean mind-heart here. So we can notice and note making a soft mental note to say, oh, thinking, or feeling. And this is really in the spirit of how it's described in the Satipatthana Sutta. It's, it's really very simple. We're just noticing when we're thinking. We don't want to grab onto the thought, but we also don't need to reject it resist it or try to push away. We just notice our thinking is arising. Feeling is arising. And we can notice and note, if we like, the particular flavor of the thought or feeling. Maybe planning or commenting or worrying or judging or sadness, or anxiety, or calm, or delight. Can we be aware of what's here? Name it, notice it, note it, moment by moment. Sometimes that noting and noticing can be helpful. We can also, as I was saying, lean into this second foundation or establishment that we spoke of yesterday and to notice as thoughts or feelings arise. When we notice them, we can check out what's the flavor. Is it pleasant? Is it unpleasant? Is it neither pleasant nor unpleasant? that kind of neutral feeling that Andrea was describing yesterday. And we can, as we talked about yesterday also, you can notice the feeling tone of the thought or the feeling, and we can notice our reaction. Is there grasping, wanting, liking, 
is there not liking, not wanting, resisting, pushing away? All of that can become part of our mindfulness. And we can also lean into the first foundation of mindfulness. Certainly at any point that we feel overwhelmed or swept away by a story or a memory or a strong wave of emotion, we can always return home. As I said the first day, we can reground and resettle in the immediacy of the breath and the body. And again, if there's a lot of triggering that arises, you can look to someplace neutral in the body, someplace that's easy to abide, in the hands, the feet. And sometimes if the body doesn't feel like an easy place to be, and also open and become aware of, of hearing, of sounds. This is often the, the balancing of our practice, that we settle, that we open to what's here. And then if we find that we lose our stability, we lose our mindfulness, our presence, and we let go and resettle, and then we can turn and open again. Well, this is really a back and forth kind of uh, craft, the art in some way of the practice. And one of the ways that we can lean into this first foundation is that often when strong a story or a strong wave of emotion arises, we go up into the head. We have judgments and opinions and commentary about it. Really, this is, for me, been one of the most helpful instructions that when we notice that we're spinning, that instead we can drop down. We can notice the impact of a thought, a storyline, a memory, an emotion. We can check in and see What's the impact in the body? Does the body feel alive, excited? Does it feel heavy or tight or hot? Is there tension somewhere or a sense of ease? So in this way, we can rely on lean into these first two foundations as support for working with this. It's often a kind of sticky, a sticky meaning hard to maintain our mindfulness with these uh, mental states. And finally, I'll say one more piece here, which is that as Today, tomorrow, as you continue to settle, to still, to soften into the practice, 
quality of mindfulness can become more and more subtle. And you, you may be able to notice, <laughs> sometimes we don't catch a thought or emotion or until we're you know, halfway down the river, <laughs> we're already swept into it. But as our concentration deepens, our mindfulness strengthens, we can actually begin to notice just like a breath, the beginning of the breath, the middle of the breath, the end of the breath, we can notice the arising of a thought, the abiding of a thought, the passing away of a thought. Same for an emotion. We can begin to notice the process, the arising and passing of our thoughts and feelings, the whole arc So if you will uh, make any adjustments that are helpful to your posture now so that you can establish a kind of upright, stable, seated posture or for those of you who I can't see on camera, if you prefer to stand or lie down. So establishing a posture that really allows the body to feel supported, stable, steady here. Aware of the body sitting. Aware of the body breathing. And bringing an attitude of openness and receptivity, of allowing whatever's here to be here and to be known just as it is. As you tune in, listen in, you might be aware of the flavor, the feeling tone of your experience. Is it pleasant? 
unpleasant. Or is there a sense of neutrality of neither pleasant nor unpleasant? And as you begin to sit, to settle, you can turn your mindfulness to be aware of your mental states and any thoughts or feelings that may be arising. What's it like to notice thought, to notice emotion without grabbing on and getting swept into the content or the storyline? but with no need to resist or reject or push anything away. If you find it helpful, you might use this process of using a soft mental note, uh, thinking or feeling. Perhaps planning. rehashing, fantasizing. Noticing waves of emotion, of feelings, 
Again, noticing and noting. Ah, frustration. Or irritation. Contentment. Or anxiety. Or peace. What's it like to include the whole spectrum of mental states, of thoughts, of feelings into the field of your awareness, your mindfulness? Learning to be aware of rather than entangled or swept away. Can we notice a thought or a feeling as well as the feeling tone? Is it pleasant or unpleasant or neutral? And is there a reaction or reactivity in the mind. A leaning in, a grasping, wanting, pleasant thoughts and feelings. Or resisting, 
tightening, judging, aversion toward unpleasant thoughts and feelings. If or as there's some settledness, some stilling in the mind, the heart, the body, perhaps we can notice the whole process. The arising of a thought or feeling how it abides for a time and allowing it to fade away as it will on its own.
So as we move through this expanding of the instruction to uh, include working with these different aspects of our experience, I want to invite you as best you can to keep it simple. So I said a lot about mental states and states of mind and working with them. I want to say a few more things before we open for questions. But you don't have to do all of it. <laughs> and you don't have to do all of it all at once. You can pull from the instruction that's been offered and use what is useful, what feels helpful for whatever's happening, wherever you are in the process. One of the instructions that I've found very helpful for myself in working, especially with sometimes called persistent thought. You know what I mean, I think. You know, that thought, the same one, <laughs> keeps coming back. Maybe it's a conversation we keep having with someone in our mind or a memory of something or a planning for something. Goes around and around. So often it's the case that when there's a, a thought that is spinning in that way, that it has it's getting um, fed. There's something that we're not seeing that's keeping the momentum going forward. And so for me, I've found it very useful again to do this kind of dropping down. So moving, I have a thought that's going about an event that's coming up and it keeps running through my mind, to, to drop under from the head to the heart, dropping down, and to see is there a feeling, an emotion that may be fueling the thought. Maybe it's excitement, maybe anxiety, maybe disappointment, maybe whatever it is for you. You can drop from the the thought itself into, is there an emotion that's fueling it? And, and as or if you find an emotion, and maybe several, then can you drop further and notice and how is that showing up in the body as sensation, as gripping or spaciousness, as heat or energy or heaviness? And as we do that, it can help illuminate or reveal uh, something we may not have seen that was keeping that going. And the other thing I will just point to a little bit is that mostly I was talking about sort of the event of a thought or a feeling, a mental state. But there's also something that's a little more subtle, which we might think of as our state of mind. It's kind of like the aroma, <laughs> the scent of the atmosphere that we're sitting in. And as we begin to settle and still and quiet a little bit more, our mindfulness can become uh, more subtle and tuned to notice not just the, the thought, a particular thought or feeling, but kind of like the atmosphere, the flavor of it. Mm. We started by yesterday talking about 
pleasant, unpleasant, neutral. We can, in a simple way, notice in the atmosphere, is there grasping? Kind of leaning in. Is there aversion? Could be gross or very subtle. Is there delusion? A kind of confusion or fogginess? Or is there the absence of grasping, of greed, of aversion, of pushing away, or confusion? So you can also tune to um, kind of sniff out, if you will, the, the scent of the atmosphere of mind, as well as the particular arising and passing of thoughts or feelings in the mind. <laughs>